You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where we have one single goal every time. It's to find the best thinkers, best coaches, best experts in dentistry, and to give you some information to help you improve your practice and your life. And today we're going to do just that with one of our brilliant coaches here. Her name is Ariel Jude, and we show you how to understand if you are truly billing your full fee. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You have to listen to this podcast. I know you're going to love it. So check it out and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. You know what's so cool? I get to hang out with really cool rock stars, brilliant coaches, and I get to ask them questions about things that are going on in your practice. And we get to share that information with you, whether you're on the drive, you're cutting the grass, or you're just going for a walk, listening to this podcast, so that it can improve your practice and your life. And you know what we're going to do today? A lot of you think you're billing your full fee, but you're not. And so this podcast, this particular podcast might freak you out, but I want you to listen very carefully so that you can go back and improve some of the conditions in your practice. Because when you do, you're going to see it's going to make a huge difference in the outcomes in your practice. And I have a brilliant coach on today. One of our coaches, coaches, Ariel Jude, and she is awesome. You're going to see as you sit back. And now, as I, I was telling her before we hit the go button, like, like every time you talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is brilliant. So I didn't even, you know, I'm volunteering you for this area. You're going to come on once a month and just kind of teach us like front desk mastery, you know, or <laughs> dental practice mastery. So Ariel, I want people to know who you are, you know, cause we've got a lot of listeners. So give us a little bio on you. Who, who's Ariel? Who are you? Yeah. So I'm Ariel. Um, I'm currently in Ohio, but I have had the fortunate opportunity to live in a couple of different states, which allowed me to transition from different administrative positions in the dental offices. So I've done everything from receptions to insurance and accounts, to patient coordinating, to director of front desk operations. Um, so I really have a passion for 
the front desk systems, the administrative systems, and then the training of how to improve the administrative team. Yeah. And it's awesome. So, um, and Ariel is one of our amazing pro coaches here. And so what she does is she gets practices organized, cleaned up, focused, accountable. We're going to use that word, you know, quite often sometimes, but let's start here, Ariel. Like this is a big deal in dental practice. Let's talk about the why first. Like if I'm a dentist listening, like, why is it really important to make sure that I'm always billing my fee or at least learning about how I build my full fee? Well, I think the most important part is you want to show the patients the value of dentistry, right? If we're not showing them what it costs, they're not going to know. So if we're, you know, giving them discounts or we're showing our PPO fees, they're going to think, oh, this is normal. This is what it is. So we're not showing them the true value and they're going to make up their own numbers in their head, you know, if based off of what they're seeing. So I think that's the most important part. But then the second one is, you can't make decisions off of your practice if you're not seeing the real numbers. Right. So if we're billing our PPO fees to, because we think that it, you know, simplifies our processes, we can't make true decisions because we don't really know what, you know, the fee is, what is our overhead for that procedure. We just really can't make decisions. Um, and we don't know if we're keeping up with our PPO fees. So the easiest is to just bill our fee and let the PPOs keep up with us. Yeah. So go back to the word simplifying because the real inherent nature of this is that if you're a dentist and you're participating with PPOs, it's complex. You know, so you you look for the path of least resistance in this. You 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 know, you sign up with a PPO and um, it takes a lot of work to really put in your full fees. And, and can you talk about the nature of that? It does. And your practice managed software is going to try and tell you to put in the PPO fee, bill it, because that way when insurance pays, you don't have to do the individual write-offs. Your team doesn't have to focus on anything. So they make it sound like it's super easy. Um, a lot of practice managers and team members who don't really know the unintended consequences of not billing your full fee, they also think it's easier. They think it's saving them time. Um, but really, they're, the unintended consequences are they could be making mistakes. I've seen lots of dentists give back refunds to patients that were never deserved because we're doing multiple write-offs because we're not knowing how to read the EOB and the ledger. So that's why to keep it simple is actually to build a full fee. When insurance check comes in, then we can make the appropriate write-off. We know everything is correct right there. Um, and people say, oh, that takes me more time. It In the end, it really doesn't because now you're not auditing accounts later. You're touching it, you're one and done. Right. Right. And then, you know, we could go down, we will go down the right. The write-offs are become messy, you know, really messy later on because it's very hard to track them. Um, they're not built on real data and it really gets dentists very upset when they figure out, oh my gosh, I'm writing off this much. And in truth, they could be writing off a whole lot more. They just don't know. Now, I don't want to do a whole conspiracy thing here, but it's true. It's like the insurance scheme is a huge snowball. It's a very big one. You're talking about a billion, multiple billions of dollars in snowballs. And so it does require that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to learn how to work against this snowball, you know, and with it. I'm not, 
here to villainize it, but like it becomes very easy just to set it and forget it. And then you look up and you go, oh my goodness. And the rules are changing as you're going and you don't know what you're really doing along the way. And it becomes a challenge. Now, the ins and outs of the software, you did this in a masterclass a little while back and I love it. And there's unique things that you need to know about EagleSoft. Obviously, EagleSoft, Dentrix, and Open Dental are the big three. If I have a team member that's listening, like what do you want to really pay attention to? Let's say the doctor's not listening to this podcast. I'm a team member. What do you want to say to that team member? about those softwares and like where to start with your thinking? Um, first, to make sure that our claims are being sent with a full fee. And usually it's in your settings. It's a little checkbox um, for setting up those claims. You wanna make sure your insurance claims are sending your full fee. That's the most important part because that's the easy, you can do that change tomorrow uh, without affecting anything in your software. The second one, is then, okay, what about the ledger? What are we showing on the ledger? This is the one that if you're not showing your full fee on the ledger, I don't recommend going and doing it right when you get off because it's gonna be a change in the way people are seeing it, um, the way your patients are seeing it. So you wanna make sure you communicate with the team of the change, but it is a simple change. You go in and it's another checkbox of, you know, showing your full fee on the ledger. Now this means you have to do a little bit of work which becomes software specific of, okay, but I wanna give accurate estimates, right? That's the important part is giving right. patients the accurate treatment estimates. Each software is designed that you can still do that based off of the PPO fee schedule. And this is where the hard work comes in is you have to still have those PPO schedules put in. But most, if you've been billing your PPOs, then you definitely have the fee schedules. Um, and you can still do this even when you're out of network is giving them an estimate as well based off of the fee schedule. Your software knows whether to give a discount or not based off of how you input it. Yeah. And I'll go back to that too, because you said that earlier, you got to keep up with your fee schedule. Like, you know how we love to systematize everything. So if I'm listening, like, what would you recommend you know, that I'm updating my fees in a systematic way once every six months, every year, every quarter, how often would I do that? What do you think? Any thoughts? I, th I think you're at least checking them uh, okay. every year, at least checking to make sure, okay, am I up to date? Um, and then throughout the year, spot check, see some of those big codes, you know, your top 20 codes that you're billing, right? And we always say, if it is a code that a patient is going to see a lot, so their prothes, right? Their bite wings, you know, things that they may be paying out of pocket for, or they just see more often because they get them done more often. Those we don't want to make a huge increase right away because then patients are going to think we've just been deceiving them. Um, but ones that they don't see all the time, you know, the extractions, the crowns, the root canals, those you can make a bigger increase if you are behind. Um, and then here I know at ACT, as a pro coach client, we do an analysis of your fees so we can help you say, hey, let's jump this up a little bit. Let's jump that up um, just to make sure. But if you are a network with PPOs, and you increase all of your fees, just know you're not going to get a huge in check tomorrow, right? It takes time. But we need to let the insurance companies know as well, hey, this is how much it costs. And if all of us are billing a higher fee for a crown, the hope is eventually the insurance company will reimburse a little bit more. 
Yeah. So I have so many thoughts on this because we've had so many conversations and masterclasses and with clients. This one thing you want to consider as a dentist is like you get into this, you get in the weeds of all of these things. The bottom line is this, how many of your patients pay your full fee? That's the ultimate question. And what Ariel's talking about is let's start number one, charging your full fee across the board. And then we're going to pay attention to who's not paying your full fee. And then over time, get you to a place where more and more, more people are paying your full fee. That could include getting completely out of network. And I'll tell you, the further you go on that journey, the happier you are, the, the less complicated things become. And you just enjoy that doctor patient relationship more. Now, the cool thing about a dentist is you get to choose how far you want to go on that journey. I have so many questions for you because as I watch you coach this, so go back to the auditing piece. Now there are things called shared agreements and we never had to do this before. I've been doing this for 25 years. The whole idea of auditing frequently EOBs just to make sure everything, like, I think it's an important practice. I mean, you don't have to do all of them, but maybe a few per week. Now it's also opening up Pandora's box because you're going to audit a few of these and you're going to go, that isn't right. Why is that? You're going to see irregularities, right? Ariel, can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I know people are like, oh, you want me, now you want me to audit. But if we're billing our full fee, we're looking at every EOB to make sure the payment is correct. Right. And so you can start catching those things right away. And as you mentioned, the shared agreements, that is the optional agreements that, you know, United Concordia says, hey, now you're in network with Cigna. Now you're in network with MetLife. Yeah, um, but I didn't sign up for them. I didn't that's sign okay. up. <laughs> you signed a contract saying you would let us do that for you. What? And so there is a way that you can send a letter um, to say you want to opt out of the optional ones. So some are optional, some are not. Um, I don't think there's any science behind which ones are which. But you can send a letter and say, I want to opt out of the optional agreements. And I recommend everyone do that yesterday. Um, because then at least it gets you out of some of them, but then you can start seeing, okay, how many umbrellas, right? Because Cigna may pay you pretty good, but maybe you're getting paid at United Concordia's fee. And that's right. when we want to start making decisions. Yeah. You also want to audit your EOBs because insurance companies, their business, and they hope that you take what they paid and what they said as fact. Um, and you'll see that they'll just, they'll deny some things. Um, cores are denied a lot because they say, well, you didn't show proof. And all you have to do is send in either the seat date or send in an appeal, but they don't want you to do that so that they don't have to pay. Um, but if you have, you know, that process in place that you're reading each EOB and seeing and fighting for what you deserve and what your patient deserves, you can catch those. It does take a little bit extra work, but insurance is just hoping that you're going to roll over and take their fee that they give you. Yeah. And what Ariel's sharing, it's absolutely true. It's a, it's a few extra systems you have to put in place. And again, you're going to think it's going to be a lot of work, but I'll tell you on the other side, it's more work. When you look up after practicing for 10 years and you say, gosh, I'm writing off 33%. This hurts to hear this, but it's true. You're working one out of every three days for free. And that 
is more work than you've ever signed up for. And we don't want that for you. You know, the hope is, is that again, we're moving more and more in the direction. It starts with understanding the process. It starts with really putting these systems in place. It starts with updating your fees. It starts with, you know, auditing them occasionally. And now you're building habits that you don't have to make efforts. And we're just always on top of the game and doing that. And um, Ariel, I want you to talk about this too, because as we, you know, help doctors transition away and out of network or getting paid more of their full fee. One of the things that we see is the hesitancy of a dentist or a team member to really put the full fee on it because they've been having the PPO fee on there for a long time. And so, you know, I got the PPO fee on there, which is like $790 or whatever. And now, you know, oh gosh, now I got to write 1350 on there. And psychologically, that's a huge canyon for them to cross, right? Walk us through that canyon. It is because, yeah, it's a huge jump, right? Um, I always tell, especially for team members, keep it simple, right? The team members aren't the ones setting the fee. So for them, they should not feel bad about it. It's This is the fee. Um, and for doctors, they say, oh, you know, that's too much. No, that's your fee. That's what you should be paid. Like value what you do, right? We don't question the value when we go to the grocery store. We don't think, ah, that's that's too much. I should get a discount. Like, no, that is the value. And that's why we want to start showing the patients now because as you get out of network and now you have to start showing them, at least patients saw, oh, okay, my crown costs $1,500, but because of my insurance plan, I was getting a discount. They already know that. So they don't think, oh, you've just now tripled the price of your crown. So that's why I want everyone to start showing it now and saying, hey, this is the value of a crown. And that way, later on, they say, yep, I've seen that number before. That's yep. not a shock to me. Yeah. And again, so if you do it the way Ariel's suggesting, once you start moving away, you've always been doing it. So now they see the difference and the, you know, how it all works and they know what to expect as opposed to the way that most dentists do it. Now, I also want to help team members. So let's say, again, I'm a team member listening to this and I say, Ariel, easy for you to say, like this sounds so What's really cool about you, Ariel, is you've sat in this seat. You've had mm -hmm. these conversations. You are also coaching dentists and team members to do this. So from your perspective, you know, you have this thing in your head that's like, oh, this is never going to work. Like, this is horrible. Walk us through this as you've sat in that seat. Like, what really happens as you start to tell people about their full fee from your perspective? From my perspective is... It's the team members that project their own feelings that get the results of the hesitancy from the patients. So we cannot judge any patient on what they can pay. And I always make a joke of, we don't know what they have behind their walls or in their couch, like, right. you know, make it fun. Like we don't know where they're hiding their money. And if they want to pay for it, they will, but I'm not going to assume that they can't pay for it. So that's the first one is assume that everyone can and will pay for it and they will tell us differently. And then if they say, oh, I can't afford that. Okay, well, now I go back to my financial agreements and my system within my practice of, okay, what options can I offer? Do we have a payment plan? Or do I say, okay, you know, what is your paycheck schedule? Are we able to push you out, you know, two weeks so that it falls on a paycheck period? That's when you start letting the patient decide 
of when they can pay for it and how they can pay for it. My job is to tell them the value and tell them the investment and then let them tell me yes or no. And if it's a no, okay, well, now I'm going to come back with some solutions for you to help you start thinking of how can we make this work? Um, But I know as a team member, it's scary. And some of team members say, I can't afford that. Um, You can, if we have the right agreement in place, same with patients, right? They may not be able to pay for it today, or they maybe can, we don't know. We have to let them decide that, not us. Yeah, I love it. And so, you know, this whole point of what we were just chatting about is to help the team member, but really what we find, and tell me if you think this is true, it's really not the team members that are the limiters. You know, the team members given the right training here, you said this, one of the first, like there's, there's a special place in our hearts here at Act Dental for the admin teams. They are often the most neglected when it comes to great training. There's great clinical training out there. There's great hygiene training. You know, there is great admin training like ADOM and other things like that. But for the most part, admin team members are not given excellent training on verbal skills and fees and things. And when they are, they shine. They can shine. It's the dentist that becomes the limiting factor on full feet. True or false? You know, I'm kind of leading you with the question, but. A hundred percent true. I've had so many dentists say, oh, Ariel, let's give them a discount. And my first question is why? And they're like, well, (laughs) it's like, and, and then it's, oh, they can't afford it. I'm like, did they tell you that? Or are we assuming that, you know, like we can't assume. And then I go in and present the you know, value and say, Hey, this is your investment. And they tell me, okay. And then I come back and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you owe me that discount you wanted to give because they're willing to pay your full fee. Right. It's just in our mind. And the dentists start thinking of like, Oh, you know, maybe this one will be easier, but maybe it won't. You, you can't charge that. Right. The value of a crown is the value of a crown. Yep. And you just have to go with it. And once again, like you have to value your own work. Yeah. You're the one doing it. Stop giving out discounts just to hand them out. Yeah, you're speaking my language there. And so, you know, the whole idea of a podcast is there's a third person in the room. It's you, the dentist listening. And what you have to do is number one, you got to believe that money spent on dentistry or invested in dentistry is one of the best investments a human being could ever make, ever. Putting money towards your oral health. It's been proven that the quality of your oral health, you know, greatly improves your life and in a lot of cases increases its longevity. And that's why you're in this industry. That's the first barrier. And then helping the people that you work with, these amazing team members feel the same thing. And once you cross that, now you can get into the how and the steps and the systems and it becomes easier. And your team members will talk like Ariel does, like with a lot of value and a lot of confidence around their investment, because there's going to be these moments of truth where the patient's going to look up at you with those eyes. You know, and that's, that's like a moment where you got to be ready to go. Right. Ariel, as a, as a team member, just like, you can't look down, you can't look away. You can't apologize. You can't go. I know you gotta just smile. (laughs) Smile. (laughs) Wait, 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 go back. Just smile. Yeah. I just tell them the value and they look at me and I just smile and just, you know, I'm great with the awkward silence because it's like, okay, I'm going to let you process. I'm just here smiling, letting you know, like, I'm not backing down from it. Like, this is what it is. This is what you need. And then they come with a solution and they say, oh, okay. How about I pay this? You know, could you take credit card? Absolutely. 
So yeah, it just takes time. Um, and another thing is make it fun for the front, right? Because talking about money is not fun for everyone. And that's where it goes to right people, right? See, you have to have someone who's okay with talking about money. Um, but I say one KPI that they can track is the over-the-counter collections. And each day they can say, hey, guys, guess what? I collected 100% of what I was supposed to. And it makes it fun because it's an easy accomplishment for them. Or they you know, celebrate those hard balances. They're like, ah, I've been chasing Miss Mary down for months and today she paid, right? And that's a celebration. And we know it's not all about the money, but if we're not collecting the money, it doesn't matter what you're producing. Yeah, brilliantly said, Ariel. So um, let's put a bow on this. So, you know, let's say you're a dentist, you're listening and you've got 5,000 patients and you're 100% PPO. Ariel, what can I expect as I start this journey? It might take me four or five years to fully train, but like, as I lean into this, I learn the value of dentistry. My team members do. We start billing our full fee. We start auditing EOBs. What happens to my practice in the next two years? What can I do? Uh, you can expect your collections to increase because now everyone is on the same page. They're seeing right. it. They're learning the ins and outs of, oh, hey, look, we're billing this. Oh, insurance said this, but I don't think that's true. I can send an appeal. You really start seeing the team come together and things start to get easier. Yeah. You have to just take it step by step, right? You can't go tomorrow and say, okay, um, I'm going to bill my full fee. I'm going to drop all my networks and then I'm going to be a millionaire. It doesn't yeah. work that way. We have to take it one step at a time and get your team involved, especially the dentists that don't know what's going on at the administrative level, right? Ask them, you know, and get them involved in the process, see how it may affect their day and their processes. Um, and some of it may, they may come back and say, oh, we can't do that. Just ask them why and ask them why again and say, well, can we try this? And we try it for three to six months and see what happens. Very rarely will they go back to the old way. Totally agree. So well said. That's awesome. And I, I would just piggyback on all of that to say, once you do what Ariel's talking about, you're going to possibly work less. You're going to collect more and work less. You're also going to start attracting a different type of patient who's going to say, I know you know, I got to pay the full fee and I got to pay for it up front because they're going to come referred with rules, you know, or expectations around, you know, who you are. And it's amazing to watch that transformation. So it's so good. So Ariel, any last thoughts you have on how to really take a look at whether or not you're building your full fee? No, other than just do it. You need to, like, you will see <laughs> the positive impact. That's awesome. Awesome. I am so grateful. So thank you, Ariel, for being on. I really, really appreciate this. And as you, as you've already heard, like one of the cool things about this profession is don't try to figure this stuff out by yourself. If you're just kind of struggling, like that's why we're here. Our goal with this podcast, number one is just to bring you a lot of great information, you know, to be a conversation, a person in the room with you while you're driving, walking, cutting the grass, cleaning the garage, whatever. This profession is an amazing profession. If you feel like you can't figure it out or you're a little stressed, call us, you know, I'll introduce you to great coaches like Ariel who go, no, just do it, you know, and pull you out of the mud. It's really cool because Ariel doesn't work in your practice. She can say things you can't say. And so uh, it's good stuff. So thank you, Ariel. So stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the best practice show. Hey, 
If you enjoyed today, can you do us a favor? Can you just share this podcast with your friends? Because we always want to spread the word, help uh, this great profession. Keep sending us suggestions that you guys want to see or hear from or things you'd like to hear from Ariel. I'll line it up and we'll just ask her the questions and we'll get the expert to answer the questions. But until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys have a great day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.